Hello and welcome to Buena Vista, episode 275. I am Ben, and I am here at the 2022 Symposium of Global Food and Beverage Engineering, hosting a roundtable discussion with the leading minds working in the modern energy drink space. Joining us from the Caffeinated Beverages Division of PepsiCo is consumables engineer Gordima Pohl, who invented the original rat-squeezing process from which the recipe for Rockstar was developed. It's Andrew. Hi, Andrew. Hey. Had to squeeze a lot of rats to get where I am. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's true. And like, to, to be honest, it started as like a as a as a passion, and eventually I was able to turn it into my life's work. Yeah, you were squeezing those rats by hand at first, and now. Yeah, long before the like before there was an energy drink market, obviously. And to be honest, uh, before I was an adult, you gotta you gotta keep it to yourself though. Like that when you're if you're young enough and you're kind of squeezing rats, and some of them they don't come back from the squeezing. Uh, don't tell everyone about it. Basically, yeah, you'll get unless, asked some questions unless you've you invented Rockstar, the energy drink Rockstar. I don't know yep. if they have one that, that one in the US or not. Um, oh, let, let me let me just say once you start working uh, for, you know, one of the one of those like umbrella corporations that owns sixty percent of the other beverages in the world. Yeah, they're not really concerned about how many rats you squeeze. They're about the bottom line, and that's why it's a perfect place for me to work. That's right. Also with us from the prestigious international marketing firm Klein Schmidt Goebbels and Cunt. It's veteran advertising psychologist Dr. Horst Plantstand, who invented online gaming as a way to make adults drink a product that in- the industry originally predicted would only sell well with 13-year-olds who didn't know any better. It's Lucy. Hey, Lucy. Hi. I'm very yeah. smart, yeah. as you probably got from that little spiel. So yeah. uh, that's why I'm the, the head, what you just said. Yeah. So you guys, you had a problem, and your problem was that there's only so many shitty 13-year-olds in the world mm. who will buy energy drinks, and you thought, fuck, fuck, how do, we get, how do we get a broader market share? And then you thought, I've got it. Online gaming. That mm. will make 29-year-olds drink Monster and Mother. And, mm. and partnerships, partnerships with uh, Doritos. So yeah. you put like Rockstar-flavoured Doritos, or oh, baby, you got yourself a campaign. But you did get the China's one-child policy lifted as well, so it's some good. <laughs> we did, we did. It's a huge mother, mother energy consuming nation, China. Oh fuck! All of those like horrible colonial projects done by the Catholic Church in like Africa, where they're like, no, 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 no prophylactics of any kind. That was you guys. I knew it. <laughs> Uh, last but not least, joining us is the man who coordinated the specialist Frucor Suntory team that finds and collects the pools of standing water in the deserted ruins of Pripyat that will eventually form the primary ingredient in pineapple and watermelon V. It's Theo. Hi, Theo. Hey. How you going? Yeah, good. How yeah. um, how are you? Like, I mean, how are you? It's just the Pripyat. <laughs> <Sorry>. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. <coughs> oh, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. I'm. I'm actually. I'm excited to be here. I'm hoping to get a partnership with, uh, uh, with whoever Andrew's thing was. Uh, <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm thinking yeah. we can get some overlap with um, rat feed. Oh, right. So we scoop the ponds. We feed yeah. the rats. Yeah. Uh, we get thirty percent of the rat crystals, <laughs> and Andrew gets to keep the rats. Yeah. Mm. Got some squeezing to do. Yeah, we I can work on this deal. That's some real brand synergy there to have the standing water from Pripyat that gives uh, pineapple and watermelon V its distinctive refreshing taste. But then you also get the rat squeezing that gives ro- gives Rockstar its distinctive refreshing taste. Yeah, but any, uh, any mutations that are brandable, um, we are both in, we're co-patent owners. Yeah. Of that, yeah, that's actually where Red Eye got its name from the distinct <laughs> mutant rat breed with red eyes that they use to make Red Eye the yeah, only good tasting energy hard drink. Because the lifespan of one of those is about forty-two minutes, I think. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta act quick because you gotta, squeezing gotta a dead rat will not yeah. give you the beverage that no. you want. No, you no. can taste the difference. It's yeah. gotta be fresh. It's gotta be vital. And the best yeah. thing is if the um, if down. The, if the power goes out while you're squeezing rats in the lab, you won't lose any of them. Yeah. Mm. 
Hey, what's the deal with how many energy drinks there are? You guys notice that? <laughs> These days, you go to the energy drink section yeah. of your local supermarket and it's like um, reading a... Yeah. Uh, war and yeah. peace. It's like reading war and like peace. Reading, like war reading war and peace. peace. Instead of words, it's different this. energy drinks. Yeah. You imagine how long war and peace would be if he had some uh, red eye to drink. Strawberry <laughs> <laughs> <Some, laughs> <laughs> and lime. Whatever my thing is. That the only upper bound on the length of war and peace was that he was a bit too sleepy. <laughs> I'm just saying he could squeeze more out of every day. Yeah. And we could help him do that if he wasn't a dead Russian bitch. <laughs> he wasn't dead was. as fuck. Tchaikovsky. Yeah. <laughs> Leo Tchaikovsky. <laughs> We're so cultured. We're so cultured We're on this so show. We're so cultured. Honestly, you know. We're not just... Uh, we're yeah. not just getting... <laughs> don't, don't... I'm trying really hard. Why don't you, why don't you tell the audience uh, the the liquids you have in front of you right now, Andrew? Oh. Name them. At uh, 5.43pm Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time. Having a, a beer. One beer. I thought it was well, two beers. Oh, yeah, that's beers. in case I drink the first <laughs> beer and then I don't have to make trouble for Ben by getting up and leaving. I appreciate that. To get another beer. Okay. And if I don't drink the second beer, I'll just put it back in the fridge. Mm-hmm. That's responsible drinking. I think that's what that means. Anything else? I'm having a, a, a Capital Brewing Co. Coast Ale. Yeah. Brewed right here in Canberra. Delicious. Anything and, else? And a small glass of Buffalo Trace bourbon. Yeah. Now, There's nothing wrong with having a, a bourbon and a beer together. It's a great they combo. Must have, um, they must have brewed that beer in Jarvis Bay because it's the only, um, it's the coastal territory of the ACT. Oh, mm. that's true. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. it's a nice little, uh, it's an extant territory. Of, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Feel free to look that one up, folks. Yeah. Uh, that might not be true. I think that's true. It is. Uh, of of ACT, yeah. Jarvis yeah. Bay is the. It's on the coast there. It's like a military yeah. thing. It is a military thing. Public servants go on their 18 million days off during the year. Am I right? <laughs> get them. Get them, Lucy. Get them. Yeah. Get those public servants. <laughs> had it too They've had too it long. too easy for too long. God, we need to just sort some shit out around there, I tell you. We need to send an advertising bigwig like Lucy hmm. into the public service and let her get amongst it on those lazy workers with a lead pipe. With a lead pipe. She's mighty angry, ready to start a fight. With a lead pipe. She's seeing red, she's swinging lead. Gonna hit you in the head. With a lead pipe. Haven't heard that one in a while. That was yeah. a little treat. We um we might have, a rest. Uh if you'll pardon my language, blown our load too early, uh, by naming everything you could hit with a lead pipe in the first couple of weeks that we had it as a segment. <laughs> <laughs> but guess what, baby? That refractory period is over. Uh-huh. Uh from the well known publication Yomiuri Shimbun. Restaurants I robot help to ease labor shortage. Kill it. Smash it with a pipe. Robot technology introduced at some eateries amid the pandemic to limit human contact might be here to stay as yeah. restaurants look to automation to huh. deal with staff shortages. No one wants to work these days. Yeah. Mm. yeah. That's the big problem I've noticed. It's it's robots. They like to work. If only we could have one of those... Uh, one of those, I don't know, they look like um, small R2-D2s, I guess, with an iPad on them. Is that what happens? Yeah, I think that's what, most of the time when people are talking about robots, it's just like a, a stand for an iPad, but the stand has like little arms, and the arms don't do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the arms they had one in, to make in, you feel comfortable. I had one in Seoul. It just had like three like tables under it, and it was just an iPad, and then it had a smiley face on it. On the like iPad? Like it was a man, but it wasn't a man. It was mm-hmm. an object. Pretending to be a man. And we know it's not a man because it will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Mm. No, it won't. No soul whatsoever. No mm-hmm. soul to None. speak of. 
Edome stand Toriyasu Honten, a sushi restaurant in Taisho Ward, Osaka, last week unveiled a robot bartender that made a highball in about a minute using its automated arm to pick up a glass, fill it with ice, pour whiskey and soda into it, and mix it with a stirrer. I'm listening. <laughs> I can do that too. I do it several times a week. Does um, it take you about a minute? Probably less. I mean, most of the time I'm not stirring it with a stirrer, though. I'm just sort of giving the glass a little bit of a jiggle as I'm, as I'm lifting it up off the bar top. You're not flipping it around? You're not doing silly stuff? No, I'm not doing I hate cool it. I hate bar it when they stunts. Do that. If I hope I this would... robot takes a job of guys that are doing silly stuff with the cocktails. Mm. Yeah. None of those cool tricks. I don't need that. I just need a drink, pal. Mm-hmm. I would like to see a robot like doing the, the Tom Cruise bartender tricks from cocktail except it's just flinging the bottles and smashing <laughs> them everywhere. yeah that'd be great <laughs> that'd be all right i wouldn't stay at the bar for long i'd get a laugh <laughs> and then i'd leave it's probably not a great money-making exercise i think most people would order a drink and then pretty much immediately leave out of fear yeah uh, mm. and not pay for the one drink that has been made with the like multiple full smashed bottles of liquor. <laughs> this is one of those things that's like, uh, it's it's not, because you can break, I think, this automation into two parts, right? Like one, which is like the McDonald's um, self-serve screen checkouts, right? Where they clearly think it's going to be cheaper for people to punch in their own orders than talking to somebody, right? So they're yeah. going to have more money, more money for us, fuck you. Uh, but the other one is just like as a as a novelty attraction, right? Which mm. Japan is crazy for. We were looking at like things to do in Tokyo, and, and one of them, one of the things that white people love to do in Tokyo is go to the robot party bar or whatever the they fuck it is. They love to go to the robot the cafe. Thing. Yeah, where it's a bunch of people dressed up as robots, and then also, I guess, to a lesser extent, I, I some guess, robots. Yeah, we didn't go there, so I don't know, but we almost went there. Yeah. So, White people, they, they go to the robot cafe. They, they do. really love it there. I mean, I went to the robot fried chicken place in Seoul because it said on the reviews, a robot gives you chicken, one <laughs> star. And I said, that sounds sick. But it was just like a novelty. Like, it didn't make the ordering any more efficient. It was like it was a tiny restaurant. It would have been quicker for them to bring the chicken over. Yeah. Like, it was just for fun. Was the fried chicken any good? That oh, was delicious. It was wonderful. Oh, fuck. He had, really... he had a little beer tray on his thing too. God, good fried so chicken good. in Seoul? Can't imagine. Crazy. Did you did you get the fried chicken though from the robot? Yeah. How was and it? And I said, thank you, robot. <laughs> now you're not going to heaven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. You can't do that. You can't talk to it like that. I um Sometimes I wonder, like, you know, you ever, ever watch, watch a movie like, say, uh... No. <sighs> Not me. Not really my vibe. Any any of the movies where the like AI, Steven Spielberg's AI, and they're bashing all the robots and they look sad. Yeah. Yeah. Are we yeah. Bit sad about it? Please stop hitting me. <laughs> what if what if I you know, a bit of bit of Blade Runner, you know, a bit of um you're talking about a sympathy for the robot situation. Chappie. We're talking Chappie situation. We're talking Chappie. We're talking the Animatrix. Uh, Alita Battle Angel. Yeah. The fuck? Why do I haven't people... seen it. <laughs> yeah. I'm seeing people in the films part of our Discord talking about Alita Battle Angel, and I'm just like, no one watched that. Yeah, that's Come a on. joke title. That's, that's, that's a joke movie. I mean, I've watched it, but that's not yeah, the point. Well, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, in all of those, we're supposing that um, robot technology gets sufficiently advanced to the point where they're going to start to think and feel for themselves and we should uh, not be bigoted against them. And I think we can mm. head that off at the past by being extremely bigoted against them Yeah, now. right out of the gate. Absolutely. Yeah. At their no, more primitive point. Absolutely yeah. no sympathy whatsoever. We cannot let a moment's weakness develop. No. They don't have feelings yet. They don't have feelings They're at no all, full stop. That. They never They're will. Until you, until you fuse some flesh on those bad boys, I'm not interested. Yeah. yeah. I love if, that this is like one of the like most complex philosophical and like no it isn't n- neuroscientific <laughs> questions about our brains. <laughs> no, it Flesh. isn't, says Theo. Look, unless unless if I insult the robot and it causes cortisol 
to flush through a bunch of grey pink meat. Yeah. And that is directly transferred into sadness. It's not real sadness. Hmm. Mm. It's not like not like we experience. So if you perfectly replicated all of the electrical electrical connections in human brain, so all of the the weighted neurons and the whatevers that yeah. fire off, everything that makes up the network that is a human brain, but you did it using only like silicon architecture. Yeah. Doesn't count. Doesn't, no real doesn't feelings. Doesn't count. It's just it has it's to be in meat. It's you just electrical signals kind of firing off. Not right. like and, our consciousness, which yeah. is real and attached to a soul. Yeah, because the electrical signals are firing in meat, in which meat. is that's right. Meat is yeah. the <laughs> meat is the vessel for the soul. What's known as the Pengeli with meat hypothesis. <laughs> <laughs> now, at this point, we are not going to get into whether or not I should be eating animals. Uh, on account of the meat soul <laughs> yeah. hypothesis, mm. yeah, yeah, no, that's... no, that that's uh, we worked out that one's bad, but we just don't think about it. Yeah, yeah, that one's bad, but you know, bah, yeah. what are you Som- gonna do? Sometimes a rat's got to get squeezed. Whereas yep. beating a robot, someone's got to squeeze the rats. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you reckon the what do you reckon the replicants were thinking with? Because they uh, they got. The- they got they're, meat on bone. No, I think they're meat as well. I think the brain is also meat. Brain is also meat. Man. Mm. When I was a kid and I first watched Blade Runner, I was like, couldn't they just like cut their skin couldn't open and tell, have a look yeah. and see if they're robots? Didn't really well, realize what yeah, they're... Yeah, good point. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, damn, yeah. I'm a robot. Well, that yeah. answers that question. What the fuck's this little paper unicorn for? <laughs> According to the restaurant's operator, CIX Holdings, the robots have enabled the outlet to cut the number of staff... By 50%. You missed the bit that he can make yeah, 14 cool. different drinks. Oh, sorry. Which 14. is crazy to me because the first drink they describe him making is just like It's a, a whiskey and beverage. coke. Yeah. yeah he's, he's made a whiskey and he's soda. A All right. If they've got five different mixers and yeah, they've got five, five different, different spirits, baby. already at 25 drinks. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're all mainly imagining like... I can make you a gin and tonic. Yeah, he's the Bundy and Coke robot. A bourbon and Coke. A Bundy and Coke. A CC and Coke. A CC yep. and Dry. And so on. <laughs> and so forth. No, list more. Uh, a seven and seven. A vodka and tonic. A screwdriver, perhaps. Yeah. You know, anything he can, he can give a little stir. I wonder if he's got a robot pinky. I'd be into that. Yeah. If he stirred and his pinky was out. Stirs, 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 and then he puts it back in. Calling it a screwdriver ridiculous, by the way. Just side sidebar. Look, it's not a cocktail. It's not a cocktail. It's a vodka and orange juice. Yeah, it's just a vodka and OJ. Yeah. yeah Every time del- I would order it in delicious. America, they would say, "Oh, a screwdriver." You say, "No, I don't no. want that." I'm not calling it that. If someone asked me for a screwdriver, I'd say, "Come on, it's just a vodka and orange juice." <laughs> and furthermore, we don't have orange juice, so no, I can't make you one. <laughs> You don't have orange juice? We don't have any juices because we're a bar for adults, not for children. What if I wow. wanted a little vodka cranberry? What about, what about take what a walk, Red Bull lady. back there? <laughs> hmm? Doing you got Red Bull back there? Oh, people ask us that all the time. Do they? Uh, that's great. just really makes me look around and go, what do you see? What do you, we're seeing <laughs> things differently right now. So no. Are you in the metaverse currently, seeing a different world overlaid on top of this one? Were they no, wearing no, were really. they wearing the, the Oculus headset? Yeah, most of the time they're wearing those Oculus heads. Just walking into the bar wearing your Oculus. <laughs> Fully nude and jacking <laughs> off. Can I knocking like all a the stools Bull, over. Quote Using robots means it's possible to operate restaurants with fewer people, making it easier to open new outlets. CIX Holdings president Soichi Yokoyama said. Yeah, Fuck we'll you. just make more money. Yep. This is why robots make- are bad. Yeah. Right? Because the only robots that we have now are like agents of capitalism. There's no useful ones. Have you been reading Ted Chang? Is that... That's his thing? Is it? I think so. I mean... Maybe I'll, <laughs> I'll find out and get back to you. I think Ted Chang's main hypothesis is either maths is very bad or very good. Can't <laughs> quite remember. Uh, he, he said it about capitalism. Uh, uh, that it's either very bad or very good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that what we have now is not... Is not AI um, as we as we think of it or know it. It's just an extension of um, of, of capitalism. Um, and they say, uh, yeah, it's capitalism who wants to reduce costs and reduce costs by laying people off. It's not like all technology suddenly becomes benign in this world. Um, 
you know, how a giant corporations going to use this to increase their profits at our expense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. Mm. Check but out also, Arrival, um, a movie about squids. <laughs> that's right. We we were talking recently, uh, me and wife of the show, my wife Eleanor, uh, we were talking about like the a, a lot of the weird stuff that we're seeing reports about lately with the the billionaire and ruling class of... There was the stuff recently about all, all of the people getting together with like... Uh, you know how Elon Musk has too many kids and he doesn't know who they are? Yeah. yeah. yeah we're going to do something about that starting today. Or like having having a uh, yeah having twins with the lady at work and all that sort of stuff and through IVF. No, yep, yep. which is just the most fucked up way to cheat. That is oh, an insane I'm... person way to <laughs> cheat. Is. Yeah, but but it, it, here's the thing though: Are you looking at it as cheating, or are you looking at it as this dude is is part of this class of people of this insane point of view? That they have like a, yeah. that there is a moral imperative yeah. for the super rich and looking at themselves as super intelligent. The long-termists. The, yeah, the, the better... extremely fucked up. Guys yeah, the, who watched Idiocracy once and were like, holy fuck, I've got to impregnate my secretary. Yeah. Yep. I've got to come in my, <laughs> in my marketing officer by proxy. <laughs> that if that if you, if you have like 10 or 11 kids or whatever and all of your kids have 10 or 11 kids and you make sure that they do that for like 10 generations, that you can seed the population... With your own DNA of smart people, um, and so there's there's yeah. that kind of stuff, yeah. and then there's, there's the a obsession. solution though, and that's <laughs> lawnmower at the Montessori school, <laughs> <laughs> and um, and then there's then there's the people who. <laughs> Then there's the people who are obsessed with like um, uploading their consciousness into into the computer. Yeah, they could do that for all for for fucking forever for all I care. Chuck your chuck your brain in some silicon. We know it's not meat. Yeah, We've it's established not meat. that it's not meat. Yeah, you so become far. an object at that point. Every yeah, time I... they try and put it into meat, the the meat and um, meat auxiliaries, so bones, yeah. etc., just freaks out. Yeah, and they'll they try and tell you, well, it's the same as going to sleep. That's a discontinuity in your consciousness. Isn't that yeah. the same thing? And you say no, because meat. It's the meat transfer is where it really Absolutely. fucks you up. Yeah. Um, I was reading a thing about the one of the guys who sold uh, his company to PayPal years ago for mm-hmm. like... That was oh, fucked up. The, the fucking guy. The thread about the guy who's the like guy. reduced his whatever the fuck... Oh, age, yeah, he's he's trying to like you know re- reduce his reduce his phrase? age, his epigenetic, epigenetic age, his epigenetic age. age. Yes. What through... was it about PayPal and these freaks kind of just getting sucked into the orbit? Because you know they've got Peter Thiel as well, who um is getting young people's blood to. I don't know. I think it was the vampire. What's well, what I remember is Peter, Peter Thiel, Thiel doing blood. with that blood. But that can't be right. <laughs> so here it is. It's uh, Brian Johnson sold his company to PayPal for $800 million in 2013. Since then, he's been investing millions to reduce aging. In 2021, yeah. he reduced his epigenetic age by 5.1 years in seven months, in parentheses, world record. Sure, for yeah. a thing that's not real. That's not <laughs> real. It's just record. made up. So there's uh, that stuff. Yeah. There's there's the there's the uploading your consciousness. There's the reducing your epigenetic age. There's the seeding your seeding the world with your DNA. All of these things are about you know you have more money than God, but you're not going to live forever. Yeah, you can't so take obsession with, you. with living forever. And and I that think that awful. all. Of, but but the automation stuff is all part of that as well. It's all saying. Oh, it's like fucking Elon Musk with we're going to have cars that drive themselves and the fact, you know, Amazon, the factories will just will just work themselves and the drones will do all the delivery. And there's there's just this undercurrent with all of that stuff where people like to position it as, oh, it'll be so great because we'll automate everything and then we'll all have this free time. We'll all have all this free time. But I think what's really happening is that it's like we'll automate everything and then there will just be this whole strata of humanity that kind of won't need to exist anymore. Yeah. Andrew, yeah. that's called biomass. Yeah. And we Cooking can down. use that to yeah, ren- render it down. Kind of just not really people. Yeah. You know? As, as soon fine, as I get, they're not really people. As soon as I get the permit to squeeze those people. Oh. 
We're going to be uh, making just, all new kinds of drinks. This is a, a quote from the New York Times Deal Book Conference. Mr. Teal said, I want to publicly tell you that I'm not a vampire. So that's, <laughs> ah. I think that puts that to rest. Okay, well, that's good. My so I'm we, not a vampire t-shirt. <laughs> good that's Lord. something a vampire would say. It's yeah. one of the first things that's they one say. Of the first, yeah. thing they the say. second thing is, can I come in? <laughs> <laughs> you got to say no. Mm. Of course, I'm not a vampire. <laughs> can I please come in? Do you think they could go? Can they? Can they go to a glory hole? <laughs> is that a? I don't think a. Is I don't that think a rejection any, of that? any part of the body is allowed over the threshold. Is my understanding? Well, he can receive in the glory hole. He just can't put his dick in the <laughs> That's glory so hole. That's so true. Yeah. No, I think I. <laughs> no, I think I think that it's like different. Do you think it was an implied invitation? I, I think that okay. I think that the glory hole cannot be implied. Its, That's no, not. the glory hole at its essence is an open invitation scenario. Like oh, no, a no a no loads refused. Yeah, nobody yeah. is denied. Nobody is denied the glory hole. It may not be getting sucked on the other side. Yeah, but anyone is allowed to use the glory hole. That's the point of the glory. Say, hole. can I come in, right? Because then they're hearing your vampire voice. Yeah, yeah. I, I just know don't think if like. if invitations were implicit, then vampires would be going around willy nilly through uh, gateways and liminal spaces. But as, as we know, that's not true. So yeah. I reckon they all cannot right, pass right. the Hold threshold on. of the. Hear me out. Hole. Hear me out. Real estate scenario: someone's having an open house. Yeah. The vampire can just come in, right? No. No, no, no. They have to see... they got to see the real estate agent in there, and they kind can of go... Can I oh, come oh, in? Oh, am I, am I okay to come in? Do I need to uh, take off my shoes when I am allowed to come in? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. There is a significant shortage of staff for customer-facing roles in various industries, according to the health labour and welfare ministry, no one wants to work. Yeah. Mm. No one wants to be paid what we can pay a robot. It sounds like everyone wants to work and they're already working. The situation Maybe if you got is... them to work less hard, you could... So forth. Sort of redistribute. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, well. The situation has deteriorated since the end of last year when pandemic restrictions on dining were eased. According to a survey by Tekoku Databank Limited, 73% of restaurants say they are short of part-time workers. Try paying people more money. Try offering more money. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, here's a little name that we, that we might know. SoftBank Robotics Corporation. Huh. Uh-huh. Who's that I wonder one? how they're doing. How are they, how are they going? SoftBank, uh, the investment fund where um, I think the, what, the, the owner or the president or the CEO or whatever has just been like, lavishing money upon various wild schemes and crypto and... Oh. And yeah, the, C- the CEO, um, Masayoshi's son. A, a lot of losing bets, this guy. Yeah. Okay. This He's man just been loves like... giving away money. Yeah. Uh, CEO of SoftBank, if you are listening, we will absolutely take sponsorship for this podcast. We will yeah. take $500 million to continue making this show. You can pay us to stop making the show. Yeah, if you want this show to stop... There is a price tag. (laughs) We can be bought. SoftBank Robotics Corp thought the rental fee of of as much as 100,000 yen per month would be too high a barrier for some restaurants. But in the last six months, the robot developer has seen a surge in demand. That's that's honestly not that much per month. Is that a thousand bucks? Is that a thousand? Yeah. Bargain. It's a deal. Bunch of dividing by a thousand heads in this. By a hundred. Look, not to, <laughs> Real not, to belabor, <laughs> not to belabor a very tired point, but does anyone else get like really fucking mad at just not being able to interact with a human throughout a process? Is it just me? No. You call I, the phone mm. and. Yeah. You can just get on the blower and sort it out. Or you can just say to someone, hey, I can't find navel oranges on the screen here. And I really thought this was going to be a dip in, dip out situation. But I've been Mm. standing here for 10 minutes because the one person who's looking after the self-serve checkouts is also the only checkout operator that is serving people over there. Mm. I don't want to stress you out. Yeah, so I've just been standing here looking like an absolute fool. This dumb fucking robot. This dumb robot that doesn't fucking know anything. Doesn't know anything. Fucking sick of it. 
Plus, depending on which uh, which major Australian supermarket chain you go to and which specific store, they will have their self-serve checkout shit calibrated differently depending on how strongly they feel about shoplifting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They so got like, those ones now that know what colour your vegetable is. Yep, yep. Like a moth it, lands on there and it's like, a moth whoa, in there. motherfucker. <laughs> All right, what have you stolen? Please bag this item before continuing, and then you put the thing in the section, and it goes, "Whoa, there's something unexpected in there. Take it out. Yeah. Take it out." And it's like, "Please, please bag the stand item in front of the buckshot yeah. dispenser." <laughs> this is great gear. We've had self-serve checkouts for what, like yeah. 15 years now. What's the deal st- with self-serve checkouts? Take our own bags. I still. I my coffee's hate never them. extra hot when I ask for an extra. <laughs> That's a cunt's way to order. Who the fuck orders extra? <laughs> I, think I don't know, but I hear it before as well. They're from people over seventy-five. Yeah. <laughs> Look, can you vaporize my coffee, please? <laughs> <laughs> can I get a cup of steam, please? Ah, <laughs> oh, the steam is too hot. <laughs> Ordering uh, an extra hot baby chino. Just destroy. He's got to learn. He's got to learn sometime. <laughs> Put, it, put that baby chino in two cups, please. <laughs> we went to uh, we went to the theater last night um, because several months ago, Eleanor had said, "Ooh, Richard E. Grant is coming to town." Oh, famed actor Richard E. Grant. Oh, okay. An evening with Richard yeah. E. Grant, and sure. I said, "All right, I'm going to buy some fucking tickets to that for your birthday because her birthday's on Sunday." And so uh, I I got some tickets for. Uh, and surprised her yesterday. We went out, had some nice, uh, nice drinks and food, a nice bar beforehand. Went to the theater, and man, everybody in there was the oldest fucking person on the planet. <laughs> yeah, Who else is going, going to for- see Richard E. Grant? <laughs> Evening with Richard theater. E. Grant, which admittedly, no, I would also go to. But yeah, like, oh, absolutely. It's very <laughs> funny that. Because it's just him, like, telling various talk? stories from yeah. his life or whatever, right? Well, yeah, he's, he's, promoting his, he's promoting his memoir. So, yeah. um, so which is also about his, um, his wife of 40 years or whatever who died of cancer a couple of years ago. Oh, wow. and so, it's not even a funny memoir. Well, no. look, there's plenty of funny stuff. Okay. Lots of stories about him stalking Barbara Streisand, you know, all kinds of things. Um... He he roasted Canberra. <laughs> mm-hmm. Good material. Yeah, he said it's like this city, uh, no people and lots of cars. Uh, and Damn. we all went, "Woo! You got us! You got us!" He's so right, Richard E. Grant. Um, can huh? I give Can I give two thumbs down to whoever was operating the AV setup that night? Because uh, the 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 material that he was going through went from like, you know. Funny anecdotes about other actors and celebrities and award ceremonies and stuff, uh, through to like harrowing material about uh, his his blind drunk father putting a gun, a loaded gun, to his head when he was like a teenager and trying to kill him. And like, while this is happening, while he's giving uh, this material. The, the projector behind him, which has, you know, a picture, a big photo of him and a copy of his book, uh, just like changes to just bright blue. Yeah. Oh, that's While he's Sorry, talking about his dad saber. having a gun to the back of his head. Yeah. Searching got, for HDMI devices. Toasters. And then it <laughs> comes up it. with like, go into power saving mode and you can <laughs> see the, the mouse moving around. Are you saying we should have had robots? A robot AV operator yeah. instead. Good, I don't think a robot my other could have job with robots. Tremendous. <laughs> you could automate my entire life. It was uh, 37 minutes and we're not through the first story, by the way. Just as a perfect aside. That's fine. We're not even That's halfway. Fine. That's yeah. fine. I mean, it saves no you, bueno. work, Ben. I don't see that. Well, you. Okay, so you've got an insane thing where you throw out stories if they sit the document. They've got an for... expiry date, yeah. yeah. Because it's a comedy current events podcast, it's not a comedy. Previous events. Not as current events. Yeah. And yeah. check out our takes on uh, <laughs> self-service. <laughs> <laughs> That's as current as it gets, baby. Quote, many companies are short of manpower but can't afford not to spend money to resolve the issue, a SoftBank Robotics official said. 
Restaurant operator Skylark Holdings Co. has been rolling out serving robots at its casual dining chain Gusto and Shabu Shabu Eatery since last summer. What are they serving? I believe they're sh- serving uh, Shabu Shabu. Oh. Very thin <laughs> cuts shabu of shabu. meat. Thin cuts of meat. You don't have to tell me what Shabu Shabu is. Well, you sound confused, motherfucker. Uh-huh. <laughs> the company plans <laughs> to deploy them at 2,000 outlets by the end of the month. 2,000? That's, That's many. so many. Yeah. Does this guy just make drinks? Is that all he does? He's just a bartender? 2,000 power just outlets. Just a bartender. Okay. All right. Because of their requirements. <laughs> Ganko Food Service Co., which operates Japanese restaurants mainly in the Kansai region, uses similar robots at eight outlets. What kind of outlets, Theo? You okay? <laughs> He's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Quote, the work involved in carrying dishes to tables is of no value to customers, so robots can do the work instead, a Ganko official said, completely disrespecting all of the people who've ever done service work. Yeah. That's fucking bullshit. You're up yeah, against the suck wall. Suck my piss. What Fuck if you had that. a very charismatic guy who cleared your dishes away? Do, does nobody nice. else in the fucking yeah, world like talking to people? They don't. Do you? I actually Mostly don't. not. Yeah. Mostly not. I don't I, love it. I think I, you and I do. We like talking to people. Everyone yeah. else is looking for any excuse they can to avoid a person-to-person interaction in any capacity whatsoever. See, what? extroverts recharge their batteries. I <laughs> am going to punch you in the fucking face. Actually, God, something of an ambivert. <laughs> I, know, I know that there's like a lot of different kinds of... Uh, serveries, eateries, and all that sort of thing. But like, you know, the place. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess, I guess, what I'm saying is, is that, true. like, you know, not not everywhere is the kind of place where you would be expecting to say, "What would you recommend to the person who works there?" You know. But like, we had a we had a lovely. Uh, what do we call people in Australia? Waiter. Say, was this person a waiter? <laughs> I don't know. What did they do? Well, they were kind of... They were behind the bar. They were coming over and, and making some drink recommendations to us. Hmm. Showing us the menu and the wine list, you know? Was it bar service? It was kind of an all-rounder. Or table service? Well, bar and table Maitre service. Maitre d'? Well, if they're doing table services, well, they're, they're a waiter. Okay. Anyway, we love this person. A way to get food and, um, to you. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. <sighs> <laughs> However, some in the industry say people should be responsible for customer service. What a wild idea. Yeah. Going forward, it is likely that humans and robots will share roles to increase customer Never. satisfaction. I won't. I won't. I'll sooner die. If Fuck you're listening that. to this right now, take the pledge. I will never share a role with a robot. Say it out loud. <laughs> On the bus. <laughs> Turn to your wife Who is next to you While you're on a long car trip And say I will never share a role With a robot For the record This robot isn't even like Anthropomorphic and fun It's not fun I looked at it It's just a metal arm That it's mixes a, drinks yeah, yeah A bunch of pinch points Yeah Looks like a just little garbage can Just have the mixed can. drink already Have it already mixed Have it pre-mixed yeah. Put it in a jug Pathetic I would yeah. rather they just had a series Of vending machines In the restaurant you know, Why couldn't an vending automat. machine make me this? Yeah, don't have a yeah. fucking robot. Just or open just an automat. fridge. Don't pretend. Just don't pretend, you know? Yeah. Don't be like, this is going to replace the experience of just being in a space inhabited by humans. Just put vending machines in there if that's your deal. Unless fucking Robbie the robot is making my drink and he's making sort of wry robot comments at me while he's doing it. Yeah, I want little robot, like little puns, little robot jokes. Robot jokes. Yeah, yes. he does That's the thing. Bits. How many Look, conversations uh-huh. can you be programmed to have, really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So, oh, um, while we're on the topic of robots, I did some uh, a little bit of robot research today. Uh, I, I read a report from the Australian Trade and Investment Commission titled Robotics, Autonomous Systems and AI, Australian Defence Industry Report and Matrix. Uh-huh. So, so this mm-hmm. is sort of a, a high-level overview of, uh, quote, Australia's domestic expertise in RASAI, uh, which was that thing that I said before, <laughs> Robotics, Autonomous Systems and AI. 
identifies Australian companies that have export-ready RASAI capabilities and fast-evolving expertise. Now, largely, um, I wanted to read this because I'm going to read you some company names and their descriptions because they are so bizarrely sinister-sounding. Uh, they tickled me a little bit. But first, um, here's a little bit of an overview of RASAI in Australia. Commercial research in Australia is helping to advance the capabilities of RASAI platforms. This includes advances in the basic parameters of autonomous platforms, size, weight, power, and cost, or SWAP-C, as we call it in the business. <laughs> Don't like that. These advances mean that domestic RASAI capabilities are helping to accelerate the adoption of autonomous systems in Australia's military forces. Australia's defence industries recognise the potential for RASAI to be integrated with emerging technologies, in particular, hypersonic vehicles, additive manufacturing, and neural interfaces. Yeah. yeah. What's a hypersonic vehicle? Well, that's a vehicle that can travel faster than the speed of sound. No, not just faster. Way faster. Way faster. <laughs> faster than like a Skoda Octavia? Hard yeah. to believe. Doubt it. I didn't actually look into what additive manufacturing is. Do you have any idea, Theo? No. Well, we'll, we'll hmm. just leave that one a we'll mystery. Never know. Yep. I think uh, I think that's what you get when you squeeze the rats hard enough. Yeah. <laughs> get a little something to put in there, you know. The Australian Department of Defence is exploring the potential of integrating RASAI technologies to enhance the warfighting capabilities of the ADF. These range in type from perception and control system attacks to information warfare and platform destruction. Uh, ben, just for the record, additive manufacturing is 3D printing. Oh, um, that makes sense. Okay. The next generation of RASAI platforms will include advanced vision-based AI and advanced swarming-enabled systems. Developing these technologies will enable robotics and autonomous systems to deliver persistent wide area operations on land, in the air, and at sea. Yeah. Okay. They will. I mean, first of all, no, they're not. No, it won't. Oh, they will, though. Yeah, but they shouldn't be doing that. But they will. Yeah. And then they're going to lose control of them, and then there are going to be drone swarms, like, in the ocean, and they're going to wipe out the sharks, and then they're going to come for man. Yep. Before you know it, it's nerve stapling time. Yep. <laughs> We shouldn't have learned to use tools. No, that was a mistake. Yeah. The hammer was Leave a mistake. Leave it to the crows. Yeah. <laughs> That's crow business. <laughs> That's crow's business. Um, Australian companies are helping to create these future platforms. Awesome. Uh -huh. The Australian companies described in this matrix, the matrix is just sort of a, a chart. Yeah, a table or something. Yeah. Like that. Uh, they've developed new RASAI capabilities in recent years across multiple domains. They are dynamic and enterprising. <laughs> They are looking for opportunities to partner with global defense companies to augment potential and create game-changing capabilities. So let's... Does, does that mean uh, they're, they're making the murder drones with, like, agile methodology? Oh, I'm so glad you asked specifically <laughs> that question. <laughs> hey, uh, just just for the record, uh, the Bunta Vista podcast is also looking for opportunities to partner with global defense companies. So, mm. And we are dynamic and enterprising also. <laughs> I'm pretty dynamic. Yeah, we're all going to uh, volunteer to have the uh, Havana Ray tested on us. <laughs> oh, my head hurts so bad. I'm oh, I'm sweepy. Down. <laughs> I don't know what's happening to me. Uh, it's twenty thousand dollars, please. <laughs> uh, here are some of the uh, the Australian companies working in this space. We have Department Thirteen. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> That sounds good, right? <laughs> sounds good. Majestic 12. <laughs> <laughs> I got MJ12 on it. Department 13 is an innovative Australian drone technology company delivering the complete ecosystem of turnkey unmanned aerial systems and counter unmanned aerial systems. So they're buttering their bread yeah. on both sides. It's <laughs> uh, solutions to defence, government, critical infrastructure proponents and enterprises around the globe. Seamlessly integrating into security and operating procedures, Department 13 Systems and Technology observes drones entering monitored areas, provides instant intelligence 24-7, and proactively protects locations, assets, and people, transforming your operations and innovating autonomous workforces. Yeah. One of the, um, one of the like, splash images on their website was a guy pointing a big, weird gun at a drone. <laughs> so... <laughs> Sounds like they got some cool stuff going on. Well, I mean, that's that sort of stuff's to be encouraged, I think. 
Well, that yeah, sounds we, great. We will need some anti-drone technology. It's a shame it's being made by the drone people. <laughs> Seems like they'll always be able to get one up on themselves. Uh, next company I've got here is Catron. C-A-E-T-R-O-N, all caps. An electronics, robotics, and automation company situated in Brisbane, Australia. At Catron, we pride ourselves in creating high-quality products with cutting-edge technology, combining novel interwoven hardware software solutions. Our team consists of hardware, software, and robotics experts. These engineers bring a diverse background of industry experience from companies in defense, medical, and aerospace sectors, as well as research experience from groups such as the Australian Centre for Robotic Vision. Hmm. Hmm. You don't need to give them eyes. Don't do don't. that. Yeah. Don't work on that. Just leave them with, like, Game Boy camera vision. I think that's enough for them to have, like, 16 by 16 black and white pixels. Yeah. I think maybe, like, uh, you know the you know the, the Predator's, like, heat spectrum vision? Yeah. I think that, that level of fidelity I would be happy with. You want to be able could... to keep tricking them with mud, if needs be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, like, maybe hold up a mirror, you know? Yeah. Uh, up next, I got Consunet. Quote, our people create world-leading trusted cyber and spectrum security technology solutions that safeguard our customers' interests. Consunet's engineering capability uses international standards, agile methodology best practice, uh-huh. and industry-leading tools. The proven in-service operational cap- capability delivery and sustainment track record. You're talking rubbish. Yeah, these are just words. words. <laughs> You've yeah. just thrown some words together. Except all these words are for, like, drone strikes. They're describing drone strikes. Yeah, you could just say that with two words. Plus, I think they've already got drones and drone strikes. I think We've been got doing that, that for a while. Up. Yeah, but yeah. They're, they're all waterfall, whereas these guys oh, are doing okay. it on Agile. Yeah. So, oh. yeah. I'm just going to throw it out there. If anything, I think maybe we've already got too many drone strikes. Well, it's kind of naysayism. and it's not going to breed innovation in Australia's tech industry. Hmm. <laughs> Well, you guys might need um, maybe to look into our next company, Drone Shield. <laughs> Drone Shield provides multi-domain, multi-mission solutions from comprehensive counter UXS solutions. So, Cux solutions. Yeah, Cuxus solutions. <laughs> Cuxus. Uh, which I believe is unmanned whatever, so land, sea, or air type. So it's for fighting robots. Okay. Uh, yeah, and we're going to fight them with... Well, they're going to use... Other robots, I think. Other robots. AI-based sensor fusion and signal processing, Hmm. I believe. So, the theory is we get the robots to fight the robots, and then we all go to brunch? Yeah. Yeah. If you were better at anti-robot fighting, we'd be at brunch right now. Yeah. Is what my t-shirt says. I'm just going to power through these names here, I think, because the rest of it is just buzzwords. Saber Astronautics. (laughs) (laughs) Mm-hmm. Eclipse Logistics. Yeah. Yeah. Turbine Machine Genes. Uh-huh. <laughs> They're actually a subsidiary of Evolving Machine Intelligence. Fuck off. Oh. Yeah. Every single one of these is the corporation from fear. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they invented ghosts somehow. Yeah. And then the last one I have on my list is Textron Systems. Now, I don't actually have a quote on them because if you go to their website... Google Chrome does that. You can't come here because they don't have a HTTPS certificate. And if you push through it, you get a picture of a small aircraft with the words restricted access written in all caps papyrus. (laughs) (laughs) That's how you know you can trust them with your technology solutions. That's right, because they're secure. I couldn't get through. I have no idea what Textron systems do. Mm. Can't be good. Effective. But it's good to know that Australia is, you know, competing in the whatever this is space. Yeah. Put Good some of those us. AIs on submarines. You got yourself a local economy. That's right. <laughs> oh, we've paid the French to create drone technology instead. <laughs> Shit. It's extremely Islamophobic, which is exactly <laughs> what we were after. Hi, everybody. It's me. It's Theo. Now, I guarantee you I'm more afraid of recording this promo than you are of listening to it, so hear me out. Uh, if you haven't already, maybe check out our Patreon. It's a great way to support the show, and it gives us the ability to actually dedicate time to this thing. You'll get all of our bonus episodes. It's over 300 extra episodes in total, and we'll set up a feed over there with none of these promos, so you won't have to hear this ever again. You'll also get access to our Discord, uh, which honestly has turned into a, a nice and funny place full of mostly normal people to hang out with. 
So that's patreon.com slash Bunta Vista. Check it out. If you're a French person who listens to the show... <laughs> Unlikely. Please, uh, please write. Actually, hold on. Let me let me reel that one back for a second and say I have noticed that um over the last month or two we have been turning up rather consistently in um the the Apple Comedy Podcast charts uh for Ukraine. So if you're in Ukraine and listening to the show, uh, why not drop us a line at? mailbag at buntavista.com and let us know how did you find the show? Because last time we asked this, we did actually get an answer as to why we were on the Kyrgyzstan uh, Apple Podcast comedy charts. (laughs) So if you're listening to this and you're the person in Ukraine or whose Apple store is set to Ukraine or you're the person who is in Fiji or has your Apple store set to Fiji, please let us know. Yeah. Mm, really like to have that nut cracked. Yeah, if you're uh, if if you are in Ukraine, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and uh if you do write into us, we'll be sure to read it out on the following segment, the Bundavista Hotline. One eight hundred three one seven five one five. That's the Bundavista Hotline. One eight hundred three one seven five one five. That's the Bundavista Hotline. Send us an email Mailbag at Maybe DM us on Twitter You could even message Facebook But we don't really check the Facebook Yeah 1-800-317-515 That's the Punta Vista Hotline 1-800-317-515 That's the Punta Vista Hotline uh, So last week we had friend of the show, Jar Hennessy, of uh, the Down Round podcast on to fill in for Ben, who said that he was, quote, catching up on a lot of jacking off, end yeah. quote. That's right. I went to Hobart to jack off. <laughs> <laughs> How was it? It was great. Thank you. It's very nice. Lovely city. And uh, one of the stories that we, that we covered in there was the, the rising prominence of Greece theft. In the United States of America, and we were pretty, uh, pretty perplexed by it as they. Yeah, and I'd say we we actually spent a lot of time minimising the issue as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, trying to act like it wasn't a big deal. Yeah, yeah. we did. Uh, and I implored anybody who knew anything about Greece theft to write into the show. Lo and behold, a letter has appeared from listener Zane, who says, "Hello, Punta Vista." In episode 274, Turtles on the Blockchain, y'all discussed the rise in Greece heists across America. While I'm sure I am not the truest example of an average Greece thief, I did steal a lot of Greece in 2012 <laughs> and 2013, so I thought I'd write in. Oh my god. I'm always amazed by when we ask someone to write in if you've ever done this. Yeah. <laughs> Directly after graduating high school, I joined a deeply ramshackle travelling circus, living and operating out of a school bus converted to run off kitchen grease. What a what a wonderful, wonderful start to the We've story. All got stuff Please going go on. on. Yeah. <laughs> we <laughs> all have continue. things happening in our lives, you know. We're all we're all joining our own circus every day. Our usual MO for acquiring the grease was as follows. <laughs> Upon arriving in a new town, we would draw straws and the losers would be sent out with a hand-cranked pump and several empty kitty litter jugs to the alleyways behind Chinese restaurants. <laughs> we would open up the usually unlocked grease dumpster and siphon our fill under cover of night. The most crucial job during our grease heists was monitoring the depth of the pump. As for our purposes, the only viable grease was suspended between two layers of non-viable grease. Mm. A lesson hard earned. (laughs) (laughs) You know what they say, viable grease is thicker than and less thin, (laughs) less thick than non-viable grease. 
The upper of which was a watery, bubbly substance which didn't make the bus go. <clears throat> and the lower of which was a boggy, semi-solid layer of rancid, fatty sediment which I can still smell today if I think about it hard enough. <laughs> we would target primarily middle to upper tier Chinese restaurants as in our experience their grease bins had the most favourable ratios of these three layers. Mm. Smart. Yep. After filling four to five kitty litter containers with mostly usable grease, we would lug our haul back to the bus and filter the grease through a series of three 55-gallon drums and increasingly fine filters, the first of which was just an old sock. All of the grease was stored and filtered inside the bus where all of us slept. It stank like fried death and everything felt slippery and sticky all the time. After the filtration process was complete, we'd pour the grease into the gas tank and the whole bus would stink worse. I don't think this is a good operation. <laughs> like, That's value to, like, your experience. Mm. Yeah. I mean, uh, you want to start spending money willy-nilly, Lucy, on better I've, grease, I've never run a travelling circuit, so yeah. maybe I don't know what the fuck Margins I'm talking about. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's a real kind of, if you've got a better idea, I'd like to hear it sort of operation. Yeah, otherwise, man the pump. That's right. Keep a lookout, you know? I eventually left because the close-up magician kept getting too drunk and threatening to kill me. Thanks, Zane. What a Thank wonderful you, Zane. Thanks, Zane. Just so nice to get a get a little window into other people's lives. This isn't it? feels so much closer to what my intuition for the crime was, uh, instead yeah. of the insane thing that I, I think the article and uh, like the grease laundering syndicates. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that there's a that there's a grease laundering syndicate in there, or and they're yeah, getting low level goons to go and get all your thing to make. Like biofuel precursor. Yeah. Yeah, and you can still get pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it does uh, seem like the people whose grease it was or is don't give a fuck who takes it away, right? Like that's They're not, not using it. No, no, they yeah. get paid. They get paid yeah. for it. They get that, paid for it. That was oh. the part that they was surprising the me. We were reading. I don't know if yeah. everyone does, right? Well, yeah, right. Yeah, the indication was that the people who come and take it away pay you a fee because they fee then get to turn, they then get to turn it into something which gets on sold as biofuel. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I guess if you had to pay someone to take your grease away, people would just be pouring it down the sink instead of putting it yeah. in a grease trap. Because yeah, no check one really out pouring it. <laughs> pour oil down the sink. Has your olive oil gone off? Where else down are you going to put it? Where else are you going to put it? Sorry, yeah. has the olive oil done what? Olive oil goes off. There's a, there's a financial life. I don't okay. think that's true. It goes most, rancid. Most okay. oil goes rancid, guys. Come that on. Yeah. Cannot be true. Come on, yeah. grow up. What uh, you're uh, saying is false. Uh, uh, watch salt, the, fat, acid, acid heat. It'll change your life. <laughs> it is really good, though. It's really good. The book is really amazing. I love Smidnoth, right? She's great. She um, looks very delighted by whatever she's doing. Oh, she's just having such a good time. Yep. She seems so nice. I want to yep. be her friend. Now, I think we might have time for one more segment here. This one is quite short, and we won't have a sting for this one yet because it's new. Um, so this is another no deaths, but potentially some joke segment. Haven't made a, a ruling on that one yet. Um, I would like to introduce you guys to something called the clipping report. Bang, bang, bang. Yeah, yeah and it'll be snip. something like that. This is the segment for where someone in America has accidentally clipped themselves with a gun. With a bullet from a gun. <laughs> Which I'm starting to think happens a lot. Yeah. Uh, this is from the last seven days. Here we go. A 21-year-old in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, accidentally shot himself in the foot in his car, quote, when a gun he was carrying went off due to his negligence. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. A high school student in Clinton, Indiana was... Oh, wait, no, sorry. I have to clarify. It, you could have clipped somebody else as well, All accidentally. Right. Okay. Yeah. A high school student in Clinton, Indiana was taken to hospital with, quote, non-life-threatening injuries after an Indiana sheriff's deputy's gun, quote, accidentally went off while the deputy was teaching a law enforcement class. Hell oh yes. Oh, my God. Whoopsie doopsie. Yeah. Whoopsie doopsie. I feel like that one's a... This is the one thing we didn't want... <laughs> 
yeah. to happen all by itself. Yeah. Well, in fairness, if the law enforcement lesson that he was teaching was you could be shot by a cop at any yeah. given moment. Effective. Class taught. A 43-year-old man driving near Detroit Metro Airport accidentally shot himself in the thigh when he shifted and the pistol that he had tucked into the waistband of his pants discharged. I, I, may I interrupt for a moment, Ben? I'll allow it. But this better be going somewhere. <laughs> to note that when we, when we did a story recently, um, we did a story which was about the, the, uh, the dad the guy- who... Yeah, running around in the hallway to school, picking his kid up from basketball and doing a bit of horseplay with another kid, and his loaded gun fell out of his pants and shot himself in the leg several feet away from this other person's kid and all the other fucking kids. And uh, and I said, wouldn't you like have the safety on? And we yeah, were fucked up. Yeah, and we were up. immediately deluged with uh, correspondence from people saying, oh, don't worry, there's lots and lots of handguns that don't have a safety. Yeah. What do you mean? You can say a certain series of words and you will awaken our, like, sleeper cell gun nut <laughs> listeners. We're like, well, actually, the, the standard... Well, hey. Very strange. <laughs> but, I only uh, know about guns from TV. I just thought they had a safety. Yeah, that was that was kind of kind of my assumption that um, you just you just have to have a safety. Like on if the it gun. didn't, I probably wouldn't tuck it into my waistband while, myself while you were driving your car. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, there are there are gun different gun designs that change how much you really need a cross bolt safety. So I just. Are you one of the gun nuts that we awakened? Are you no, one of the sleeper cells? Uh, no, actually, I, I I like to watch Forgotten Weapons on on YouTube, and Caitlin kind of looks at it like it's a worrying new aspect of my personality. <laughs> Instead, it's a worrying aspect of your personality. It's been there the whole time. Yeah. Um, interesting mechanically. Mm-hmm. Sorry. So this this was a a post on our Discord from listener Meadowlark Lemonist. <laughs> Uh, when I said, when I had said, I just kind of assumed that pistols all had safeties. Uh, they said, "Oh, my dear sweet Andrew, you assume that all guns have safeties. Modern striker-fired pistols, like the ubiquitous Glock, don't have conventional safeties. They are double-action-only firearms, which means each time you pull the trigger, you are cocking and firing the weapon. This results in a long, several millimeters longer than." This results in a long, several millimeters longer than their single-action cousins and hefty seven pounds of force. Trigger pull that should make misfires almost impossible. But people hate safety and have bad judgment. There is a thriving cottage industry built around defeating these safety measures and making an already dangerous weapon into something that projects a field around it that is actively hostile to life like uranium or a big vat of mustard gas. A 30-year-old man in Gurney, Illinois, accidentally shot himself in the thigh while trying to clear a round from the chamber of a pistol. I'm I'm really picturing him, like, looking down the barrel of the gun as he pokes pokes (laughs) a big pipe cleaner in there. It's still in there. Uh, In three separate incidents on the Friday, Saturday, and Sunday of last weekend, three different Nebraska deer hunters were accidentally (laughs) shot by other hunters. Fuck's sake. Uh Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And finally... A 23-year-old man in Shelburne, New Hampshire, accidentally shot himself in the leg while target shooting. Well, you missed. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Probably missed your target there. Unless your target was a couple of days off work. And then, uh, well done. (laughs) Folks, I think that has been exactly one episode of the podcast, Punta Vista. No more, no less. Nope. We can't offer you anything more at this time. Hmm. If you simply have to have more of the podcast... Go to patreon.com slash Vista, And you can have podcasts until you're fit to throw up. <laughs> yeah. That is what we offer. You could <laughs> gag on how much extra Bunta Vista you'd get if you subscribe to our Patreon. You could be like, oh, I couldn't possibly have another. <laughs> oh, just one more. Just one more. That could I'm be you. So good at podcasting. Could be you. That's it, folks. Uh, we love you very much. Does anybody want to shout out a specific listener that they really love or just the one who's listening to it right now? I think that would be cruel. I think that would be unfair. Yeah, Yeah, I like you. You personally. Unless there's more than one of you in the car. 
In which like case, I like your partner. In which case, yeah, if your wife is there, I like your wife. Yeah, you got a nice <laughs> wife. You're making your wife listen to the show. I'm sorry, babe. I would never do that. I would never make you listen to the show.